welcome to the AD's Office with Alex Larson and Devin Puckett. What's up, sports fans? Welcome to the AD's Office. I'm Alex, he's Devin, and the NFL offseason is underway. Yeah, we are officially a go after a riveting Super Bowl. You heard us talk about that a little bit in the past. But man, it's kind of good to have a fresh slate and say the Lions are the best team in the NFL and no one can say anything else because we just don't actually know. We know the Vikings are not the best team in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, be, I'm feeding into bias honest. a lot there. But but we got a lot to talk about. Offseason is a roller coaster, to be sure. We have the free agency period that opens in a few weeks. We have the NFL draft in April, offseason workouts, training camp, all kinds of storylines. Right now, the biggest thing is the franchise tag, which opens – February 20th, so yesterday, the franchise tag window opened, and it stays open until March 5th. Yeah, and essentially what the franchise tag is, for all those who don't know, is it is a team saying, I have the exclusive rights to this player, which each team can use once per offseason, and say, you are unable to negotiate with any other teams, despite the fact that you don't have a contract with me right now. So you can choose to play with me or with nobody for this upcoming season. Yeah, and there are two technical types of franchise tags. There's the exclusive tag, which is by definition fully guaranteed. Any position does not matter. Any pending free agent, a team can exclusive tag them. They can't talk to any other teams. They can't negotiate that contract. It is determined by the league. They're paid either the average of the top five paid players at their position or 120% value of their previous annual contract, whichever is higher for the player. Versus the non-exclusive tag. So now you can go and negotiate with other teams, but if you agree to a contract with them, your new team has to give me their next two first-round picks. And then pay you whatever they agreed to. Now, that non-exclusive tag is excessively rare. It virtually never happens. The only time in the last decade was last season with Lamar Jackson, and mm -hmm. he remained with the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, and the with Lamar, the reason the Ravens went with the non-exclusive tag was essentially because they tried to get an extension done, a long-term deal, and could not come to terms with Lamar. Lamar represented himself, did not have an agent, which makes things a little bit trickier. You risk offending the player personally, which could sour the relationship in the building. And so the Ravens essentially said, look, Lamar, here's the deal on the table. If you think you can get better from somebody else, go prove it and we'll match it. And Lamar did not get a better deal from anybody else. Well, not only did he not get a better deal, but teams outright came and said, we're not going to negotiate with you. There was probably some collusion to that, if we're being honest. Yeah, it very oh, much, for sure. Yeah, it gave the vibes that teams were actively trying to prevent him from negotiating in good faith. There's probably also a little bit of truth to the fact that you're going to get a record-breaking contract and we're going to give up two first-round picks. What do we look like? The Broncos? We're not doing that. Yep. Nobody wants to get hosed. 
And in hindsight, two first-round picks for Lamar Jackson, probably a fair trade if you, oh, if it were to be I set up so. as a trade. Yeah. Because if the Ravens put Lamar on the market, he's getting two firsts. Uh, maybe not with not his contract, today, though. Nobody wants to pay the money and give if up this, draft picks. If this was three seasons ago, he would get two draft pick, two first round draft picks. But it's a good point. How much quarterbacks have been traded recently, which is an unprecedented amount, with Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and Deshaun Watson. We've never seen that many quarterbacks get traded. Big, big time, big the, name starting quarterbacks. Yeah. The only one it worked out for was the Rams. Yeah. No one else is going to give up first round picks anymore, which we even saw with the Aaron Rodgers trade. They weren't even willing to give up a single first round pick straight up. They had to give a conditional one, which the conditions weren't even met. Yep. And we've talked about it. Draft picks are the most unpredictable valuation because a draft pick, a first round draft pick specifically, there's about a 50% chance it is worth nothing. It ends up being a guy who has no long-term contribution to your team. Yeah. But there's like a 48% chance that you get a bona fide starter on your team. And then there's like a a 2% chance that you stumble upon Patrick Mahomes, Justin Jefferson, a true game changer that you could not get anywhere other than the first round. And teams cling to that hope so hard that their draft pick will be the the lucky number on the roulette wheel that gets them the ultimate superstar. Yeah, that's 100% what it is. Teams value draft picks more than anything else. We've said that before. There is a number of first-round draft picks for essentially any player in NFL history. Tom Brady is the only person we know definitively got said we will literally never trade him um because we know that a team tried to trade for tom brady a few years ago and that bill belichick literally laughed and then hung up the phone um but you know peyton manning was cut at one point in time drew Brees, he moved teams you know we john elway he demanded a trade we've seen this all happen but we'll get to some trades maybe later on. Probably the only significant ones we'll see this offseason will be on draft night. Mm-hmm. But this week, it's all about the franchise tag. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what teams decide to do. Generally, the concept of the franchise tag, it's not a terrible deal for some players. Kirk Cousins has been a franchise tag master. Played on it several seasons with the Washington football team, Redskins commanders, he went through it all and played on a, some short-term deals that the valuation was kind of built off of franchise tag. It wasn't officially a franchise tag with the Vikings, but basically his agent said, you could tag him and pay him X, or you can sign him to a three-year deal for the same money. Most players don't want to get tagged. They want long-term security. They want better guarantees than one year. Right, and that's totally what it is. Is As far as monetarily, you make a lot of money on the franchise tag, but it's for one year. You want to be able to buy a house in that city. If you have kids or a family, you have to enroll them in schools, you know, do whatever. 
you don't want to only have roots down for one year. That's the sucky part. Now, if you're a quarterback or an edge rusher, a one-year deal paying you 35 25 respectively, that's life-changing money. One year might be all you actually need as a guarantee. But for some guys like a tight end, that franchise tag is worth maybe 11 or $12 million. It's a lot of money, don't get me wrong. But if you're a tight end, high injury likelihood at that position, you're probably looking to get double that in guaranteed money, even if it's spread out over a few years. Yeah, which let's also be real here. You know, what tight end plays on the franchise tag? How many tight ends are getting tagged? Virtually none. Yeah, no. But quarterbacks we talked about, running backs are often franchise tagged these days because Mm -hmm. their lifespan is so small in the NFL. But quarterbacks, running backs, corners, they get it fairly often. And then edge rushers, they're the ones that are truly getting franchise tagged super often. So let's, let's just jump team by team. Some teams will not franchise tag anyone. Honestly, it's probably most teams that won't franchise yeah. tag anybody. You're right. They're expensive contracts for average players. There Definitely. are going to be some that it's a it's a good deal for the team. I think two of the biggest names would be in the AFC North. The Ravens have Justin Matabike, their defensive tackle. He's a pending free agent. He's probably a top five overall free agent. He's definitely been viewed as top 10. Top five might be a little bit rich just because we know that there's a couple of quarterbacks, particularly Kirk Cousins, but Kirk Cousins isn't going to get franchise tagged. True. So it'll be interesting to see. I don't think the Ravens can afford Matabike on a long-term extension. A franchise tag is probably about what they would want to pay him anyway. That... D-tackle is probably going to come in. We don't know the exact amounts because it's based on the average of the top five at their position, which after free agency, we have contracts in place. But you can kind of estimate where that's going to land. A defensive tackle is probably going to get about $20 million a year. I think if Matabike hits the open market, he's asking for more than that because he's going to ask to be paid like the top defensive tackle in the league. If I had to guess, he's going to be asking for like 23 or 25, which would put him at, if he made 25, that would put him at the same as essentially the 10th best edge rusher or so, which he plays a similar style to despite playing inside on the defensive line as opposed to outside. Yep. And that is an interesting piece to this franchise tag conversation. Sometimes you'll hear about players like Daniil Hunter, if you're a Vikings fan, as a defensive end versus an outside linebacker, and the significance that that has, franchise tag is based on the average of your position. And so different positions are worth more money. If you're an edge rusher, you'd rather be in the linebacker category than the defensive lineman category. Linebackers, on average, make a little bit more money. And sometimes that'll come up in contract negotiations, too, with extensions that players are like, yeah, you need to list me as an outside linebacker, not as a defensive tackle. Yeah, which is going to come up a couple of times. We've got two 
you know, that we haven't talked about yet. We've already talked about Justin Matabuke for the Ravens, but there's also going to be Josh Allen, the edge rusher for Mm -hmm. the Jaguars, not the quarterback for the Bills. And there's going to be Brian Burns, an edge rusher for the Panthers. Both of them have been stars since stepping into the league. Burns has been surrounded by trade talk since the Panthers have been so bad, but they're, they're going to really want to make sure that they're listed as the appropriate position. Yeah. And I think technically both of them are rostered as linebackers right now. We'll see how that plays out. There's also something we've talked about before with the NBA that will do sign and trade situations. The franchise tag is the closest thing the NFL has to a sign and trade because a team could, you could tag a player. You know exactly how much you're going to have to pay them. You can still trade them, and another team has to pay them that exact amount or sign them to a longer-term extension. Yeah, that is definitely true. That is the closest thing that the NFL really has to a sign-and-trade. It also never, ever happens in the NFL. Very, very rarely. The one that could be interesting this year, there's been some chatter, would be that other AFC North the Bengals with wide receiver T. Higgins. Joe Burrow said he wants Higgins back. Of course he wants Higgins back. He's a good receiver. The Bengals can't give Higgins a long-term top-dollar extension because Jamar Chase is going to be eligible, and Jamar Chase is going to break the bank. Jamar Chase will definitely break the bank. He is almost definitely going to wait until Justin Jefferson signs his own deal and then ask for... Five million more than whatever that was. If I had to guess, what will happen in that situation is T. Higgins gets tagged this year. Justin Jefferson signs his extension this year, so T. Mm-hmm. Higgins will make probably more money than Justin Jefferson for the upcoming season. And then when they go to sign Jamar Chase next off season, they'll just sign Jamar, and then whatever money they have left over, they say, "Hey, T. Higgins." Here's what we can give you. If you don't like it, we're just going to tag you again, or you can walk. Yep. It wouldn't shock me if, hypothetically, let's say Justin Jefferson signs his mega deal, break the bank, before the draft. Jamar could turn around and tell the Bengals, let's do it right now. Because maybe Jamar gets injured next season and his value goes down. He might take the certainty and just go a little bit above Justin. Like, look, I'm a I'm a year younger, year behind him in the league. Pay me two million more per year or or guarantee more different ways to structure it. The Bengals may not have a choice but to move T. Higgins because you generally can't afford two superstar receivers. And if you're franchise tagging a receiver, you're paying him like a top five wide receiver. Yeah, it certainly could happen. Um, For those of you who don't know, you are eligible for an extension after you've completed three NFL seasons. So if you're on a rookie contract like Jamar Chase currently is, he is eligible for the first time this year. If this would have happened last year by chance when Justin Jefferson was eligible for the first time, Jamar couldn't have done that. It's not allowed. You can tell him to shove it if he tries to do that. Yep. I don't think it will happen because... Odds are he's going to come back and say, play this extra year, earn myself more money. Yeah. I could not tell you a single time off the top of my head that we've seen a player 
have a contract extension after only three years of a five-year deal. I can't think of any. It's it's not in anybody's, I guess, betting interest. For the team, you want to kick the big payments down the road as long as possible. And for the player, let's say you go have another similar season. You now have four seasons of production to say, look, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, it just... It just doesn't happen. He'll wait until next year. So, in theory, could he wait and say draft night? Let's do this. Yeah, probably won't happen. But who knows? In all likelihood, I think the Bengals are looking at one more season with Higgins and Chase. I think after next season, somebody's got to go, and it's not going to be Chase. I agree. I think that is pretty likely. I will say the next best, if he's if he is even next best receiver from Jamar Chase's draft class is my Amon Ross St. Brown. He was not a first round draft pick, so he does not mm-hmm. have a fifth year option like Chase. So we could see him get a deal done this off season. Cause he only has one more year on his yeah. contract. It's only four, not, not five, no fifth year option. So we could see one get done, but I'm not really liking that that would happen either. I'd be a little surprised. I'd be a little surprised. Maybe a midseason that happens from time to time. Um, I think it kind of depends on what his production looks like. If it does happen, I think it would happen in like August or July, not yeah March. Tra- training camp deals. So AFC East, the Dolphins, Christian Wilkins, defensive tackle, similar to the Ravens with Matabike. A defensive tackle is a is a decent franchise tag option as a team because. If you have a solid defensive tackle, the franchise tag is a fair price. Yeah, it's not too shabby by any means. It's also just, you don't mind paying them. They're not going to break the bank. You do need at least one solid one and then maybe a couple rotational guys. So you're not dedicating that much of your overall cap to that position. Unless you're signing Hall of Fame guys like... If we're talking the Dolphins, we can go back, you know, several years at this point to Indomitian Sue. They donated a bunch of their cap to signing him. Yeah. That doesn't typically happen in the NFL. The Rams with Aaron Donald, they can do it. But there's there's not a ton of uh, huge name defensive tackles out there. Now, the Patriots, I think their most likely candidate is Kyle Duggar, their safety. He had the most snaps of anybody on that defense. And the franchise tag rate for a safety is reasonable. They could be tag him and then spend the summer trying to get a long-term deal done. That is one good call out is when you are on the franchise tag, you have until a certain date sometime in August or September to work out a long-term deal. If you don't work out a long-term deal by the time that date rolls around, well, then you're stuck on the franchise tag for the season. Yep. And a, a player could refuse to sign a tag and just not play. We've seen players threaten that even as recently as last year. Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley both said they were going to hold out, kind of, sort of did. Yeah. Ultimately, they both ended up signing because it's better for them to play and get paid than to sit and get nothing. But we saw it not work out with Le'Veon Bell so long ago. Uh-huh. He sat out the full season, came back, was terrible, and essentially never played in the NFL again. Yep. So 
generally speaking, if you get tagged, you're going to play. Maybe you don't show up to training camp, but you'll get, you'll play eventually. Um, the Jets will be an interesting – the only one that I've seen any chatter would be Bryce Huff, their edge rusher. That's probably like a $23 million one-year deal. I'm not sure I'd do it. I, You're the Jets. You were terrible this year. You don't have that much money this year. It's just – don't don't do it. No, I'm not opposed to bringing him back, but I'm gonna try to finesse that contract a little bit and keep the cap hits lower than 23. Yeah, I'm I'm not pulling the trigger on them, and the same can be said for the Bills. The yeah. Bills haven't really had any notable players outside of Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen in recent memory. Yep. If if we want to get super in the nitty gritty about this, Josh Allen could be MVP. Every single year, because do they have yep. anyone really helping him other than Stephon Diggs? Nah, it is it is the Josh Allen show. He is the Bills. Yeah, and their GM, Brandon Bean, has never once used the tag in his history as the general manager of the team. And I think that's, what, six years, seven years? So I'd be shocked if they use it. You're right, Diggs is the only other name, and frankly, Diggs is not worth top five money. At this Not point in his anymore. career. Yeah, definitely. So, I think that's that. AFC South, you mentioned Josh Allen of the Jaguars is a very likely candidate. He had the best season of his career this year. My suspicion is the Jaguars want him long term. He's a genuine edge rush threat. He had 17 and a half sacks on the year. I wouldn't be shocked if this is one of those tag him so he can't negotiate with other teams and then work on a deal. Yeah, you're probably right, which I personally would love for him to hit the free agent market because the Lions do have a lot of money and do uh-huh. need an edge rusher. <laughs> well, and honestly, he would probably rather hit the market unless he loves Jacksonville, but he'll probably get better money if he does explore the free agency options. The Jaguars might prevent that and tag him. Yeah, yep, that's what I think will happen too. The Titans, the only big name would be Derrick Henry, and it'd be about 12 mil to tag him. At this point in his career, he's not worth 12 mil. Well, and not only that, but they've virtually had their, and we'll talk about this in a couple weeks, I think, and we've talked about it in the past already. They've essentially had their amicable breakup. He gave a literal goodbye speech at the last Titans home game of the season. Yeah, he does not appear to think he's coming back. There's chatter of him going to the Ravens at just adding depth. It would be a discounted deal, certainly, to compare to a franchise tag. I think that's exactly why it won't happen. The Titans are not going to overpay to keep a player that they've kind of publicly let the breakup happen. Yeah, he's, he's virtually guaranteed to be off the Titans roster next season. We do have a couple of interesting names with the ball, the uh, almost said the Baltimore Colts. That'd be a throwback <laughs> name for us. With the Indianapolis Colts, Michael yeah. Pittman has been a top ten receiver in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. He allegedly is open to it from former Colt Pat McAfee. Could be interesting. McAfee's a f- uh, funny connection. He's the last time that the Colts used the tag. They used it on a punter. Um, McAfee was. I think arguably the best punter in the league most of his career, certainly the most well-known. 
And so the Colts tagged McAfee as a punter like 10, 11 years ago. And Pittman is certainly the most reasonable option on the roster right now. I don't know what a long-term deal would look like to keep him because he's been a top 10 right around top 10, certainly top 15 wide receiver across the league the last few years. But they also have some good talent on the roster that would be less expensive, some younger guys. It would be less expensive, but they'll also want to ensure that they put the best situation around soon Bingo. to be starting quarterback Anthony Richardson. They played it so safe with him last year that, what, five weeks into the season, they just said, yeah, yeah, let's shut him down. We want him to be good to go next mm-hmm. year. Yep, and I think if you ignore the dollars directly thrown at Pittman and look at it as it overall team investment you have Anthony Richardson on a rookie contract you put better receivers around him he has a better chance of success yeah it is worth keep it's worth keeping Pittman I think I think what it's going to come down to is if Pittman wants either franchise tag give me one year or if he's looking for like a five year because I think the Colts probably would offer him I this is just complete conjecture I think they would probably offer him like a three-year deal to pay him right around a top 10 wide receiver. So a one-year franchise tag is going to be more money than I think the Colts would offer as an annual value. But like we've talked about, it's a one-year guarantee for the player. If Pittman thinks he can stay healthy, which primarily he has, it's probably a worthy gamble on his side. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. That's that's what I would certainly roll with if I were him. But, you know, weird things happen in the NFL, so who knows? They do. The Texans... I have read a little bit with Jonathan Greenard, their edge rusher, getting tagged. He's a former third rounder who has looked really good. He looked really good this season, but he also was playing next to Will Anderson, and that certainly helps. When you have talent around you, you can shine a little bit more. Wouldn't shock me if the Texans tag him just to avoid getting locked into a big deal with a player that they're not completely sold on, or you don't tag him, you see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, that certainly could be, and it's going to be not quite the same discussion, but the Kansas City Chiefs, Mm -hmm. they're going to be discussing, okay, we've got this defensive lineman who didn't have much help around him, so, you know, I shouldn't say the same because it's almost in some ways opposite. Chris Jones has been the heart of our defense this year, up front anyways. Oh, yeah. You know, we saw him skip out on the first couple of weeks of the season. Okay, is he going to come back and play long-term for us now? He said after the Super Bowl, he wants to be here another three years. Right. What's going to happen there? Or could they decide to use it on Legereus Sneed, all-pro corner, this year for the Super Bowl-winning team? Yeah, and the Chiefs, the biggest issue for them is going to be the overall salary cap. Every team is limited to the total value of that team per year. You can't go over the salary cap. There's no wiggle room, and they're up against it. Chris Jones on a franchise tag, because it's the value of either average of the top five at the position or 20% more than what you got paid last year, Chris Jones would be over $32 million for a single season. We talked about Matabike is probably going to get like 20 a year. Chris Jones getting 32 
I, I think there's no chance the Chiefs give him a franchise tag. Maybe they try to bring him back, but there's no chance it's on the tag. Legereus Steed, though, would be somewhere in the like 17 to 19 million range. It's a bummer of a cap hit for a single year for the team. It's a fair value for arguably the best defensive back on that team. Yeah, I am totally with you. That would probably the, be the best move. And if I think if the team gets it exactly how they want, they probably want to sign him to a few years and structure that contract so it's not $18 million next year. Maybe make it like $8 million next year and then 28 the year after or something where you can play around with the cap a little bit. In that division, Chargers and Broncos, they're not making any moves. Uh, Broncos because they have no money, and Chargers because they have no superstars other than Justin Herbert. Well, and no money. We'll see if Keaton Allen gets brought back. We'll see if Austin Eckler gets brought back. They have no money and are likely to cut some of their superstars. Mike Williams. Yeah, and their superstars are past their prime. They're not worth top five money. So I would guess no tags there. The Raiders, they tagged Josh Jacobs last year. He skipped off-season workouts, didn't come to training camp, ended up signing a one-year contract worth $1.7 million more than the franchise tag. So he won. His little holdout won. But then he had the worst season of his career statistically. Maybe they bring him back on the franchise tag. It'd be 20% more than it was. Maybe they say, Antonio Pierce, new coach, will give you a couple years to build. Obviously, we're moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo. Let's just nuke it and get rid of Jacobs, get rid of Garoppolo, build around a new quarterback and Devontae Adams. Yeah, yeah, that's probably what happens. I don't think he'll get the tag again. I think that he'll sign some type of low-cost deal to stay with Antonio Pierce. But... Yeah, I, I'm i not super hopeful if I'm Josh Jacobs to get a big money deal. Yeah, there is that, though. He could come back to the Raiders, not on the tag, on a lower deal. If they don't tag him and he decides, I'm going to go test free agency, and he was expecting $11 million, but every team out there is like, we'll give you 5 And the Raiders are like, we'll give you 6 you know? Right, that is definitely what I think will happen. Yeah, they could still be the highest paying team but get him for less than the tag money. Right. It's a bit of a gamble, but hey, they are in Vegas. They are in Vegas. Over in the AFC North, we already talked about the Ravens and Bengals, and if we're being honest, the Steelers and Browns don't have any notable free agents this year. Yeah. So that's probably it. Probably it. NFC side, Eagles, they don't really tag. They don't have any free agents that are big names, and they don't really tag they haven't since Deshaun Jackson back in 2012 I don't think that's going to change commanders total blind guess it's a new owner new GM total new front office new coaching staff I don't have a clue what they will or won't do well not only that but they traded their two big edge rushers from last year so they're not even on the roster to try and tag yeah there's probably no tags there some of that is the new coaching staff and new front office they want to see what guys can do before they start handing out guaranteed money. Yeah, probably. Cowboys, probably nobody. They did tag Tony Pollard this past season. Probably wasn't a great deal for them in hindsight. Uh, They tagged Dak 
back in 2020, 2021, I think back-to-back years, which was a lot of money for Dak. Um, He stayed healthy, so it worked out for him. The money conversation in Dallas this year is going to be about giving Dak another big-time contract. Can we give him... $55, $60 million per year, is he going to win us a Super Bowl? Yep, that is a huge decision. Basically, are you going to marry the guy or not? Because you can only franchise tag date for so long before it, well, you literally run out of options. You can only tag a guy three times, but it also becomes just unmanageable money for the team. Yeah, yeah, they are not going to just repeatedly tag a quarterback. That would just be an insane amount of money. Yeah, because it keeps Dak as a top-five paid player. And if he's really a top-five quarterback, sign him to a long-term deal and go get a ring. If he's not a top-five quarterback, stop paying him like he is. And if you tag a quarterback, they're probably not only paid as a top-five quarterback, they probably, for that one season, are the highest played player in NFL history. It's true. The market gets reset every year, and the quarterback is almost always the most expensive. So we'll see what the Cowboys do. The Giants tagged Saquon Barkley last year, ended up working out a deal. They might tag him again. This is another one. It could be a, a tag-and-trade situation where... They tag him just to buy time, but ultimately he's not on the roster come September. I I don't think it'll be a tag and trade just because that is so excessively rare in the NFL, and I'm not going to bet on the 0.1%, but I don't expect him to be a giant next year. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. They put all their money on Daniel Jones, and it was the wrong bet, but... Can't change it now. Can't change it now. Made your bet. Uh, let's... Go south. The The Buccaneers are an interesting one. Oh, yeah. Maybe the most interesting because they have some big names. Baker Mayfield's a free agent. Levante David, their linebacker, is a free agent. Mike Evans, their most consistent wide receiver, most consistent offensive threat, free agent. Antoine Winfield, their superstar safety, free agent. There's some big names that they need to decide about. There certainly are. And on this one, I would be willing to bet a little bit. Antoine Winfield's the no-brainer. He was an all-pro this year. He's young. Yep. He does everything you want. Y- yeah, tag the man. Yeah, I yeah, I think they do. It wouldn't be, it's not usually the best option, but an unrestricted tag on Winfield, let him test the market, if the Bucks are okay with him walking away. It's an interesting gamble, because they could return two firsts. I'm not sure anybody gives up two firsts for a safety. Yeah, I mean, you could just to then match whatever that deal is, because on this restricted tag, you have the right to match it. And if you match it, they have to play for you. Yeah, if the contracts are equal, the current team wins by default. Right. I don't think it'll happen just because, again, I don't like to bet on the 0.1%, and it's only happened once in recent history with... Lamar last year, but I fully expect Antoine Winfield to be a Buccaneer next season. Or it could be, hey, let's just straight up pay the man. We'll tag Baker just to buy us some time to uh, top Maybe. price long term, do the opposite of what Daniel Jones and the Giants and Saquon Barkley did last season. Uh, yeah. Or 
Maybe Tampa says Baker's not it. And if Baker's not it, the window for a Super Bowl is not open right now. We got to figure out quarterback and you let Winfield and Evans walk. Yeah, it certainly could be. I, I feel like Mike Evans, these are just all guys that are kind of staples in Tampa right now. They really are. No, Tampa could look very different next year. If I had to guess, they all are on Tampa next season. Maybe not Baker because he's only been there one season, but he kept them relevant and he won them True. a division. So, True. If I had to guess, they're all still there somehow. But yeah, if anyone was going to leave, I would guess Baker. I agree. I And it's money. It's a money conversation. Right. Winfield at, at roughly 17 a year is a good value for what he's done. I There's enough smoke out there that he could be a replacement for Harrison Smith in Minnesota if he were to hit the market. That makes me want the Bucks to let him walk. The Bucks would be making a mistake to let him walk. I think that that smoke is entirely Minnesota dream scenario created. We have Okay, seen... so it's arson. Yeah, yeah, arson is a good way of putting it. We've not <laughs> seen anything from his camp. We've not seen anything from him as a player to say he wants to come to Minnesota. Literally nothing. Do Minnesota fans want him? Absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, a lot of Minnesota fans have Winfield Sr. jerseys. But Winfield Sr. was also slighted and forced out of town, so... Shh, we don't need does, to talk about it. Does dad say, hey, son, you don't want to go there? They screwed your pops over? Maybe. Money talks, but also no income tax in Florida, so... Yeah, that hurt. That yeah. helps. Saints and Falcons, no notable free agents. I don't think anything happens there. The Panthers are an interesting one because you talked about Brian Burns there technically outside linebacker, edge rusher. This wasn't a great year for him going into a contract year. It's still likely that they are going to want him on that defense long term. There was a lot of rumors surrounding him at the trade line this year, and the Panthers basically said, we need more than a first-round pick to part with him. So then they did So they like him. Right. So I have to guess that he's either going to be there long term or he's going to be there on the tag. Whatever, he'll be there next year. Yeah, I I think from the team's side, I think they do tag him to force him to stay. He might hold out or threaten to hold out, but like we've talked about, that rarely works out in the player's favor. So probably playing for the Panthers next year. Yeah, that would be my guess. Cardinals over to the NFC West. There's nobody worth tagging, frankly, on the roster. Pretty bleak in the desert. Yep. Uh, the Rams, they have good, talented pieces. None of them are free agents, so probably nothing there. The Niners, the only name that comes to mind with the Niners is Chase Young because he just got traded at the end of his contract. I don't think Chase Young is worth top five money. I think that's why the commanders moved him because they did not want to pay him top five money. I don't think the Niners would bring him back at top five money. Uh, not at top five money. He is nowhere near top five edge rusher in the NFL. He's probably not a top 15 edge rusher in the NFL. In the NFC Championship, he showed virtually no effort. He kind of sucked. In the Super Bowl, he turned it on, showed up a little bit. They lost. Yeah. They traded a third round pick for him. It was a comp pick. It was a free pick. 
Yeah. So I have to guess that he'll want to come back because, hey, I just got to play in the Super Bowl and they'll want him For back sure. because they just invested in him. But he's definitely not going to get tagged. I would be shocked. I Yeah, I'd be shocked. Uh, Seahawks also would shock me if they tag anybody, not because they don't have any players, more so they don't tag. That is, as an organization, they've only used it twice in the past 14 years. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I'm with you. And then round it out with our NFC North. There are get, there are tags happening. It is, in my mind, one of the safest tag bets in the entire league is Jalen Johnson, the cornerback for the Bears. I agree. I don't think there are tags happening, but I do think there's a tag happening. I think the Bears are probably the only team to use it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm good with that. I think he's the most, maybe the most likely in the entire league. He was an excellent player. The Bears need to keep him. He said in an interview recently something to the extent of, like, my heart's in Chicago, but my mind's on my money. He's going to want to get paid. Definitely. I'd be shocked if he's not the highest paid corner in the NFL next season. Yeah. And whether that's on a tag or tag and then work on an extension, he's going to get paid. I think Chicago will do it. I think they should. Yep. I am totally with you. And honestly, the Bears should be a little bit frustrated if they don't tag him because both the teams that you and I are a fan of, and maybe even the Packers, the entire NFC North would probably be in on him if he hit the free agent market. We all have needs point. at corner, and you good really point. want him picking off Caleb Williams or Justin Fields for the next three years because you didn't pony up? Yeah, no, they, they'll pay him. The Packers, there's nobody good. Like, A.J. Dillon's a free agent. Darnell Savage is a free agent. They're not top five guys, so they're not going to get tagged. Similar, I think, with your Lions – well, I think I think the Lions is, is two parts. One, I think it's like C.J. Gardner-Johnson or Josh Reynolds would be like the bigger name free agents, and I don't think they're top five money. But two, and the bigger factor, the Lions have been really good at drafting. Yes, that's for sure part of it. C.J. Gardner-Johnson is worth top five money because he's debatably the best safety in the NFL. But also, we saw him last year only fetch a one-year deal with the Lions, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then had what was supposed to be a season-long injury, and apparently he's a superhuman, and came back apparently. months early to make the playoff run with the Lions. If I had to guess, he'll be back with the Lions on another one-year prove-it deal. Mm-hmm. Josh Reynolds is going to be a Lion as long as he wants to be, if I had to guess. Even though he had those drops in the NFC Championship, it's this Rams-style team, and Jared Goff is the only time he's had success. Yep, Detroit loves him, despite... You know, his two faults in the NFC Championship. He is probably never wanting to leave ever if it's up to him. Yeah, and I think as long as Goff is the quarterback, Reynolds will stick around. I agree. I Not at top five money, but I don't think he would get top five money no. if he hit the market. Right. He's not a top 20 receiver in the NFL. He knows he's not. Nope. He's wide receiver yeah. three on his current team, you know? Yep. That's, there's no delusions there. He is not a tag candidate by any means. Yep. And then the Vikings have two guys that would be tag candidates in Kirk Cousins and Daniil Hunter, but neither of them are eligible. Kirk's contract, very specifically, does not end until March 13th, so it actually goes past the free agency period. 
His agent built that into the contract so that he could not get tagged. He would hit the free agent market before he's tag eligible under those terms. And Daniil Hunter, in his reworked contract, uh, added a no tag clause. So the Vikings' two top free agents literally cannot be tagged. At this point, if you asked me a month ago, I would have said at least one of them is going to be back in Minnesota next season. Probably Kirk. Last offseason, Daniil all but said, I want to leave. He demanded a release at one point in time. Then he demanded a long-term contract extension, and they end up settling on reworking his contract so that he gets paid a lot for this last season. He could come back. I think Kirk is absolutely gone at this point. Three weeks ago, I thought he was absolutely staying, but come on. We saw him wearing a Blackhawks jersey in Chicago at a Blackhawks home game Yeah, you know, a week ago. So he's talked a lot about leaving. Atlanta seems possible. Yeah, I don't think either of them are back next season. I don't know what I think. I think if – I don't think the Vikings would – tag Cousins if they could I don't think they want that kind of money going to Kirk Cousins again I think they would tag Daniil Hunter if his contract allowed it right because I I'm I'm a Vikings fan I'm a Daniil Hunter fan I think his sack total this season was better than his overall production and so I think as a free agent he's going to get overpaid he's He's a top 10 edge rusher and top 10 players at any position. When their turn comes up, they get paid number one. Yep. And I think the Vikings, I hope the Vikings realize he's not the best and he's not probably even top five. His sack total makes him look like top five from this past season. And some team is going to say that's worth top five money. And they'll give him a franchise tag ballpark price. It won't be the Vikings. So unless he unless he's now changed his mind and wants to stay in Minnesota at a similar value, I wouldn't be shocked if he's gone. I agree. And that he made $25 million this past season. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. I think it put him as the 12th highest paid edge rusher in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he definitely wants to move closer into that top five range. They can't tag him. If they could, I agree with you. I think they would, but they can't, so they won't, and he'll probably be gone. Yeah. What's the and- interesting conversation about Kirk to me, though, you mentioned you don't think that they would want to spend the money. Yeah. I agree with you. They wouldn't want to. I think they should want to with the state of the NFC North right now, personally. But here's the thing. You brought back... A grand majority of your free agents from last year. Sure, you ended up cutting Dalvin Cook and, you know, Pat Pete, he left. Yep. But if you wanted to keep the same team as Mike Zimmer and Spielman, why did you fire them? Just to continue to have the same roster and slightly better results on the field. Right. I I agree. I I think the Vikings, my suspicion is the Vikings have offered cousins a contract and probably won't negotiate above that yeah and if, um, and if he decides i'm gonna test the market and see what happens i think the vikings will let him 
he spoke very, very openly during the Super Bowl week in Las Vegas that he is pretty much planning on testing the market. He mentioned Atlanta. He mentioned wanting to play with a Hall of Fame coach if Bill Belichick were to go somewhere. Uh, he now, did not. He did not, obviously. We now have seen him attending sports venues in Chicago, one of your biggest rivals. Uh, yeah. Feels like the writing's on the wall. Yeah, no, nah, he's he's a nice guy. That's what the Netflix special showed us. He's also a mercenary. Look at his contracts. The dude gets bank. Yeah, any idea of him ever taking a discount to stay here was malarkey. It was never happening. That guy mm-hmm. is one of the highest paid players in NFL history on a per year basis. Yep. Now he's finessing the contracts. For sure. And raking in the Coles cash. But that is basically all there is to say about the franchise tag. It's a big factor in offseason planning. It really will come down to just a few players that end up doing it does kind of dictate the market a little bit. So we'll see how teams respond over the next couple weeks. That we will. And with that, we're going to close up office hours for the week. Thanks for hanging with us. Make sure you follow along on social media at the AD's office and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Share this with your friends. Share this with your moms. We're out. See ya. Thanks for joining us in the AD's office. Tune in next week as we take you through our takes on the NFL.